1: You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
0: Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Welcome to another episode, just you and I hanging out today. So let me ask you a question. Do you feel like the world's best kept secret? No matter how much marketing you've been doing and you're sharing your content across many platforms, you're networking, you're building connections with as many people as you can, but no matter what you do, you're nowhere near where you want to be nor where you know that you should be or could be, especially with the level of knowledge and experience you have to offer. So you're frustrated and you're wondering why your message is just not cutting through the noise despite all of your hard work. Well, if that sounds like you, then today's episode is very much for you because I'm going to share how you can go from the world's best kept secret to a trusted authority, specifically for coaches and consultants, including some of the common mistakes and what you should be doing instead when it comes to your message so that you can not only stand out the crowd but become the choice versus just a choice when your ideal client is ready to step forward now recently one of my community members and subscribers to my newsletter the influence bulletin asked if he could share one of the pieces i wrote about with his community and the comment that i shared in my newsletter was this thought leadership happens when you share a clear and concise message consistently over time You don't build your thought leadership and become known as a trusted authority in your industry by adding thought leader into your job title and believing that's all there is to it. You build your thought leadership by having a clear and concise message and continue to share that consistently over time. Now, that might sound simple enough, but it's often because our message is not clear, it's not concise. We haven't given it the time that is needed to build the momentum we need, to build the impact that we need. And so we can go off and chase all of the bright, shiny new objects. We can do more courses. We can do more programs. All of the things, thinking that that is finally going to help us to achieve the level of success and impact that we want to make. But actually, it really is going back to, to the message. So I thought that I'd expand on what I shared in my newsletter in this podcast episode as to what is important when it comes to your message. So if you're still feeling like the world's best kept secret, besides all of the marketing that you're doing, if you're nowhere near where you want to be or know you should be in the growth of your business, let's spend some time looking at your message to make sure that you're not making these mistakes I know these mistakes because I have done every single one of them and I wish someone had a created a podcast episode, given me access to it and said, Anne-Marie, listen to this. And because this is something that I also see so many other coaches and consultants also doing as they continue to share their message, as they continue to build visibility for their business. So let me ask you this question. How clear and concise is your message? Really? Really? If you're anything like me, then you are a multi-passionate, multi-talented coach and consultant who loves learning new things. And you may also get bored really quickly. Now, I don't know if you've heard of the Colby A assessment. I've spoken about that on a number of other podcasts, but I tell you, when I did that assessment, it was like a huge wake up call for me because for me, one of the scores that I got was high on quick start. And quick starts, we love new projects. We love um, diving in and starting new things. We love a challenge, um, you know, problem solving, all of that sort of thing. And one of the areas that I was very low in, was follow through. And I could see that happening in all of my businesses. And I still need to be very mindful about it today. Because whilst I can set up systems, and I do have systems, uh, I can implement the systems and then do the things for a couple of weeks, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit less. And then before you know it, I'm off doing some other new projects. So not good if you want to have that consistency to build the momentum that you need. And we need consistency to build momentum and to build our business. We need momentum. It's very hard to build a a business. And especially when you're looking at thought leadership, becoming known as that trusted authority. It really doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen until you have some of the key things that we're going to talk about in this podcast. So... Many of you may have heard that I worked in the career industry before I started working specifically with coaches and consultants and entrepreneurs. Now, when I was in the career industry, I, um, you know, didn't just want to do one thing. I wanted, you know, it was personal branding—that's my background. Um, interview coaching, online profiles such as LinkedIn, salary negotiation, job seeking—I love doing all of it. And I just didn't want to narrow myself down to just one message that you know I only did interview coaching or I only did resume writing or I only did personal branding. I did all of those things and I loved all of those things and I couldn't just box or narrow my message into just one key area. Now there was another area that I struggled and I'm sharing this personal story and journey because I know that you're going to hear yourself in my story and my journey too and when you do celebrate it because then you know some of the things that you can start to change in your business. And for me, it was a huge wake Up call, and and it's something that I still need to really be very clear on. I mean, my one of my key words every year is always going to be focus, 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 focus because I can distract myself, um, even just being on my own. You know, I don't need all of the bright, shiny, incredible tools that we now have at our fingertips as entrepreneurs. So, another thing that I struggled with was defining my ideal client. I mean, I loved working with uh, management level. I loved working with senior levels. I even loved working with the young graduates who were just at the start of their career. I even worked with someone who was in secondary school and that is, if you're not here in Australia, someone who is just about ready to leave um, secondary and then go to university. But he was a high-achieving young man. He'd done incredible things in his um, you know, secondary schooling. And he wanted me to support him in putting together a resume and then interview coaching, but position himself to get a scholarship for his uni degree. And then also after the uni degree scholarship, a placement in a graduate program. Very competitive. And he was in the area of accounting. Very competitive. Um, but anyway, he hired me, or his parents did, and we put together an application and then interview coaching as well. And guess what? I mean, I still remember the day that he texted me and he was in school and all of a sudden his phone went mad, ding, ding, ding. Because <laughs> what happened was we put together the application, he sent it in and then um, he, I think we, if I remember correctly, he submitted five applications, gone to the interviews and so forth and he received a yes back from four of them and he was thrilled, which meant he had to choose at which company and and which offer he was going to accept but his entire university degree was paid for through a scholarship and then after the scholarship he had an internship all set up in you know in the graduate um, pathway, and he was wrapped. And you know, so for me, working with different age group, different stages of the career, I did not care. What I really loved doing was to support someone in achieving their goals, their dreams, their dream career. And so I was as thrilled for that young man who was at the start of his career as thrilled as I was, if I was, you know, interview coaching, say a senior level C-suite executive who was pitching himself for a role to oversee an international conglomerate of healthcare institutions. And he didn't think that he would get it, but he did. He positioned himself really well within the interview. So it didn't matter whether it was a graduate or a senior level executive. I wanted to support them all, but it was the supporting them and achieving their dreams and their goals and getting something that they didn't expect to even have an opportunity. That to me was thrilling and I loved being the cheerleader beside them too cheering them along the way and congratulating them when they achieve their results. So if you're anything like me, I get it. It's really hard to just choose one thing because guess what? We don't want to choose one thing. We don't have to choose one thing. And that's something that I learned too. It's just a different way that we need to look at positioning our message. Because then when I look back in my career and I went from my career practice to then working with entrepreneurs, And now working with coaches and consultants, similarly, I just don't want to do one thing. I mean, my background is in personal branding and I still help my clients, coaches and consultants um, establish, you know, their unique and uncopyable brand and message I also learned about money mindset and how our belief around money can keep us stuck and charging what we're worth that's very much still part of my my teachings my trainings I also learned and was certified and have also gained own experience so experience um, you know on top of learning is is priceless so I learned how to build these solid foundations in your coaching and consulting business that would enable you to be profitable and then later scale your business while be able to position yourself as that thought leader. And of course, then later on down the track, I began helping people launch their podcasts, which was something that many people started to ask for my help because they'd known and they'd seen me start my podcast back in 2008 when I worked in the career industry. So again, when I looked at my message, there were a lot of different things, a lot of different areas of expertise that I could help people. And I share that snapshot because I know many of you are struggling to really define your message and what you do into one, one clear distinct offering. And hopefully through me, me sharing my background, you can see, wow, well, Anne Marie's got really diverse expertise and I've shared, you know, it in other podcasts as well. I mean, that's just the highlights. Those are the highlights and the things that are really relevant to where I am today. There were other things that I did in my career coaching practice, and then later in my entrepreneurial coaching practice that I'm not even going to go into because it's kind of like quite embarrassing, but it still led me down the path to where I am today. So what I learned was to be very careful in how I speak about what I do to make sure that it is clear and that it is concise. And I came up with a statement, which I teach now and I use today and I call it your umbrella statement because your umbrella statement um, is like this umbrella statement that brings everything together that you offer your clients by showcasing the value you offer through the expertise that you have while showcasing a promise of value and what your clients will achieve through investing in themselves, in your programs and support. So my umbrella statement for my career practice became get noticed, get hired, get paid what you're worth. And so I was able to offer high level support to clients in a number of different areas, the getting noticed would be around online profiles on LinkedIn, um, their resumes, their CVs, if they were in the academia or scientific backgrounds. Um, so getting noticed was really around that personal branding, that positioning. The getting hired was around, you know, job search coaching. It was around getting in front of key decision makers, having, you know, strong interview conversations. And that led to strong negotiation for salary and onboarding to, you know, new organisations, all those different things, getting high, And of course, getting paid what you're worth too, is was around negotiating salaries and and all those sorts of things. So I didn't just want to do one thing when working with clients. And that umbrella statement really helped me. I hope through me sharing that, you can start to look at your message and really see, you know, maybe I need to strengthen and get even more clear and concise and and create my own umbrella statement when I think of what I'm going to share. Now, of course, when I'm thinking of my work with entrepreneurs and coaches and consultants, many of them you perhaps, you know, I can help in a number of different areas, but I'm, I support my clients in going from invisible to influential with a unique and uncopyable thought leader brand, message, and podcast. Invisible to influential and profitable for mission-driven coaches and consultants. So I'm clear on my promise of value. I'm clear on my promise of expectation in my umbrella statement. And it really taps into what I know many of my ideal clients are struggling with. So I want to encourage you to look at your message as well. Are you struggling to create a clear and concise message? Because you can help many clients many different areas and so when you speak about what you do it's too much information there and it may seem to change constantly depending on what's happening at the time and therefore maybe you're confusing your ideal client and also your community because remember your community if you're going to networking events whether in person or online people that are in your community that see you quite regularly they could be referral partners or they could be uh, you know relating or engaging or networking with your ideal client yet if your message has been confusing week on week with every you know network meeting that you go to, they're not going to think of you instantly when they're sitting across from your ideal client. So it's so important to get clear and concise so that when you share it with someone else who could be your referral partner or who could be your ideal client, they know exactly what it is that you do and how you can help them. So let me just share that I struggled for this for years and it wasn't, it wasn't until I developed that clear and concise umbrella statement that I noticed that things started to change. People started to recognise me and mention my name about something. So I encourage you to think about yours, tighten your message, think of what could be your umbrella statement, which is so compelling, it encourages and showcases your promise of value and promise of expectation for your ideal client. Let's talk about some other areas when it comes to your message and it may just be the reason why your message is just not cutting through the noise yet and this is something that I wrote about a while ago but it's still relevant today and that is less is more, less is more. So marketers around the world tell us that we need more content, we need to share it more frequently across more platforms to stand out. If you want to build your reputation as a trusted authority, more content, more frequently, more platforms. But when it comes to standing out, when it comes to building your reputation as a trusted authority, I'm going to do the opposite. And I'm going to encourage you to do the opposite too. And here's what I mean when I say less is more. Not more content, but the right content. So not more content, but the right content. And your content needs to be relevant, and needs to nurture your ideal client along the customer journey as they build know, like and trust with you. So that by the time they've kind of stalked you a little bit, you might have a podcast, they listen to that, you encourage them to access, you know, some um, other resources again to help them along, nurture them further along the customer journey to the point where they just can't hang out more with you they want to hang out more with you they can't get enough of you that's what i was trying to say and so then they're looking at your social media content and they are following you on your social platforms and then they've heard you being interviewed on someone else's podcast and then they see that you've got a masterclass coming up and you know each particular piece of content is clear it's concise And the content is nurturing them along the customer journey, building know, like, and trust. And because it's consistent, you are building that message as that go-to person. And of course, with your unique and uncopyable brand, the experience that you create, really resonates with them. So when we're thinking about your content, here are some things that you need to consider too. When you're looking at what you're sharing already, is the content that you're sharing speaking and delivering real value in the most pressing issue that your ideal client is faced with right now and where you can support them with? Make sure that the content that you do write continues to reinforce this message So that you really do can begin to build a reputation as someone who is reputable, who is an expert, a specialist, a trusted authority in that area as you're sharing the content and you might have different content themes, you might have different content um, topics. For instance, I have three themes. I have personal branding, I have podcasting and kind of strategy, you know, strategy and mindset kind of can fit into the last three, the the two very different um, themes. But, you know, I'll talk about the mindset that you have around positioning yourself as that trusted authority around your personal brand. I mean, you can have all of the different... Different things that you're thinking and, and you know, that you're clear on the personal brand. But it requires you to step out powerfully and confidently to own who you are, doesn't it? See, so you could have a beautiful bio and who you are and it really be you. But if you don't step into that, or if we're still stuck in a mindset around who am I to even say that I'm such and such, or even think that I'm such and such, you know, that. Um, imposter syndrome. You know, that can get in our way. So mindset can kind of go along all of those three different areas. And then there's different topics that I have, um, but it all goes underneath the particular themes and the themes is reinforced by my umbrella statement so that it is clear and concise. It's all working in the same direction, you know, to that umbrella statement. So consider your umbrella statement and continue to reinforce that with your message. I'll give you an example, uh, because I think examples work really well. When I had my career um, coaching podcast, uh, one of the things that we were were doing, my co-host and I, because it was a co-hosted podcast, we were using social media to share our content. Now, back then, remember, this is quite some time ago, social media tools weren't really used that frequently. Facebook was relatively new, Twitter was relatively new, and a lot of my colleagues at the business networking groups, I mean, they were very old school. So for them, a lot of this technology stuff, oh, who wants to be online? I mean, many of them back then didn't really have websites, but certainly not social media tools. So when they saw when my when my colleagues started recognizing that my co-host and I were doing something pretty incredible with uh, leveraging social media, I was asked to speak on social media, and I was happy to share. If I'm learning something and I can help someone along the way, and you know, kind of help them uh, get over the bumps and the humps and and the learnings, so that they can achieve you know far quicker, then my job done. But what I didn't realize was. Talking about social media with my networking colleagues, and then I was invited to other um, business, uh, co- you know, business uh, networking groups and communities. I started to water down my reputation as a personal branding strategist, and people started seeing me as a social media person. And it wasn't reinforced to me till I was speaking with a colleague of uh, of mine. We were on a committee. We we on that committee for years. She'd known me very well. And she said, oh, I've just hired a personal brand strategist. I'm so excited. She stopped mid-sentence and she said, oh, you do personal branding, don't you? And I said, yep. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, I forgot. You know, you've been talking all about social media. So I see you as the social media person now. And that was when I realised I had watered down my message. And in hindsight, if someone had a said said to me, Anne-Marie, how can you relate social media back to your umbrella statement? Then I could have said, how to leverage social media to continue to build your personal brand and visibility with your ideal clients using, online media. So I would have tied it back into my umbrella statement, but I didn't. I watered down my message. I confused my audience. Don't do what I did in that instance, but create your umbrella statement. Here's another lesson more. When it comes to your content, how many of us go through our courses, our new modality that we've learned, and we are so thrilled, as we should be, uh, that we are now certified in this modality and that modality. But guess what? so often in our learnings, we take on industry jargon. But when we use industry jargon in our content, you're probably overwhelming people. I'll give you an example. I am also trained and certified in in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And when I started talking about Neuro Linguistic Programming, people would go, what? I mean, it's a bit of a tongue tie, isn't it? No wonder they shortened it to NLP. But I remember um, being approached by a large online platform who were putting together uh, like a directory, if you will, of all of these coaches and different modalities, different therapists and so forth. And it was interesting because their search functions to find coaches and and therapists and so forth was done on the modality. So you could find people who were done kinesiology or who were certified in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, or who were, I mean, what's some other modalities there, some great great modalities, whatever modalities there are. But guess what? Your ideal client is probably not looking for someone who is a kinesiologist or is a um, NLP coach. They're looking for, can someone help me overcome insomnia? Um, I have sore neck muscles. I need, so they're looking for solutions for their problem and they're most likely typing the problem into the search engine to find someone, not necessarily that modality. So be mindful that your message is not scattered or, you know, full of industry jargon and terminologies that your ideal client is kind of their eyes are glazed over and they're thinking, well, that sounds wonderful, but I have no idea what you're doing. So less is more. No industry jargon, make sure that that is less and more of the language and terminologies and keywords that your ideal client is including in how they describe their issue and what they're looking for. So a couple of other things around uh, less is more. And, you know, what you want to do is bring your content through the area of expertise that really showcases your journey because when you can weave in stories and unique methodologies and steps that you came up with through your journey the challenges overcome the insights that you have the hindsight and so forth and share that in your content that becomes unique and uncopyable. And it will also enable you to kind of also challenge the status quo in your industry so that you're bringing new insights that only you can share because it's based on your expertise. So less about sharing what everyone else is sharing and more around the area of experience and your methodologies so that you really are sharing something that's unique and uncopyable, and often a breath of fresh air for your industry. And lastly, when it comes to the content, less is more, you want to ensure that your content and an invitation, your call to action, compels your ideal client to take that next step when you invite them to do so. So there's two things here. Number one, create something so that you do have a call to action, but create it so that it is compelling and make sure you offer it to them. So I'm currently working with a incredible entrepreneur business owner. And he has you know a wonderful message. He really is uh, positioned as a thought leader in his industry, pioneering his particular area of expertise. And what he's been doing over the last number of years is hundreds of clubhouse interviews and other podcast interviews and so forth. So he's been able to develop quite an impressive following. However, Hardly any of that has really turned into business for him because there was no what next. There was no real compelling call to action or what that next step is. So now what he's done is we've created this compelling resource. It's relevant. It's valuable for his ideal client. And it enables him to say at the end of whether he's on an interview or a clubhouse interview or later on his own podcast, he can say, look, we've just scratched the surface on what we're talking about today if you want to xyz then I highly recommend you get access to this you can grab it here and we'll be able to work with you further we'll be able to you know find out some of the things that you need to work on now in order to and again the outcome that the ideal client is looking for so do you have a compelling call to action and resource that you know when you invite your ideal client to get access to they will be running over to your website and getting access to it you're getting people off that platform, off Clubhouse, off your podcast, off other people's podcasts, off you know, online to get access to this offer, this this resource that again is going to continue to nurture and build know, know like and trust and your reputation as that trusted authority as they're going through that resource. Now let me give you an example. One of the things that I will offer is access to my Are You Distinguishable, Uncopyable, and Irresistible Masterclass, Uh, even if you're in a crowded marketplace. So how to be distinguishable, uncopyable, and irresistible. And by the way, if you want to get access to that because you haven't already, go to industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash distinguishable message, industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash distinguishable message. All right, just a couple more points nearly at the end, but this is important as well. The less is more. We've already spoken about content, which really is based on your message. That is really where you're positioning your thought leadership. I want to just cover the two last things around um, frequency and number of platforms that you're on, giving you permission that more is, you know, more frequency, more platforms, it is not necessarily what you want to do as someone who is positioning yourself as that thought leader, as that trusted authority. I want to give you permission to do less, but the right kind of less. So when it comes to less is more, when it comes to frequency and format, not more frequently, but the right frequency and also the right format or approach. So let's think about your ideal client. Are they busy? Well, if that's the case, then provide bite-sized content. Bite-sized content in, you know, um, highlighted written content. Or you might have a podcast that just gives them the highlighted things. Why don't you, if you've got a podcast, say this is for my people who uh you know only got a a small amount of time. I'm gonna summarize these things. You might take five minutes and then you go, nope, for those people you're fast action takers, you you can go off now and implement. Whereas for those of you want to stay, I can dive a little bit deeper in into that. So you know the way that you're formatting or approaching your content, you make sure that for those people who've got, you know a limited amount of time, give them what they need, then they can go off and then provide a little bit more information for those who've got a little bit more time and want to dive a little bit more deeper. Think, now, thinking about the right format and right frequency, do your ideal clients prefer to listen? Well, why would you focus writing all of your content and frequency and formatting on writing when they like to listen to things, create a podcast? Do they prefer reading? Then guess what? Write write your content out. Or better yet, and this is what I really could suggest that you do, is offer your content in a variety of formats and at varying lengths so that your content can be enjoyed by your ideal client, no matter their situation, no matter their preference. I've already given you a bit of a hint. So you might, if you're writing an article, do a snapshot article where the bullet points can um, enable people who are in a hurry to take what they need, And maybe that is so compelling, they go, oh, I can't wait to sign up for that masterclass or that podcast series that, you know, you've offered them because you've created them because you know that if that is your ideal client and they're ready to take that next step, that's going to be compelling enough for them to get off that piece of content and onto your list. So that's why it's not more frequency, but you know, the right frequency and in the right format. So bite-sized content may be something that you need to focus on. Maybe you do need to create a podcast because you realise that your ideal client is more likely to engage with you that way because they don't have time to watch long videos. They can listen to a podcast because your ideal client also loves exercising, also loves going out running, and you can spend time with them while they're jogging that five-mile marathon or whatever it might be. I think you get what what I'm saying. So let's talk about platforms. And when it comes to platforms less is more so not more platforms, but the right platform. Let me give you permission. You, if your ideal client is not hanging out on Instagram or is not hanging out on Facebook, but you know your ideal client is on LinkedIn, then don't learn how to do reels. I'm going to have to speak about myself on this one too. I, you know, I'm never going to dance on a reel. Just let me get that out here. Um, but you know, I was just talking to one of my colleagues who you know, had said that her clients, and she'd been very successful over the years in developing relationships and that turning into business through her connections on LinkedIn, yet one of the mentors that she invested in was heavily, um, you know, on Facebook and on the strategy that she was teaching was very much around Facebook. And this Coach and consultant tried to focus on the, the Facebook platform and didn't have very much success. So not more platforms, but the right platform for you. Where are your ideal clients hanging out on? You know, focus your efforts there. Um, that's so important and I think we need to remind ourselves of that, don't we? Because, you know, in our gut we know and we just feel, you know, for me, I love Instagram in that I love watching the reels, the cooking shows and the the, the watercolour, um, yet, you know, when it comes to some of the other things that I do there while I'm sharing content, I've been a little less proactive on there, let me just say, because I quite like LinkedIn. And I love my podcast. This is where you and I can get to hang out. And as I mentioned, you know, a number of months ago on a podcast, I have set an intention to do more one-on-ones with you, like through this, you know, solo podcast, because I know that you and I... Um, Yeah, that's just the space that I love. And I know for those of you who love podcasts and listening to them, that's just the way that you engage, that you connect. And so you need to discern what is that for you around your platforms, the mediums that you really want to leverage and go all out with that build momentum on that. If your ideal client is there and your message is refining to the point where you're really generating interest and you've got clients coming in and you've got money to be able to invest in team, then you can look at implementing on top of that another strategy so that you don't get overwhelmed. You don't get stretched too thin and exhausted because you're just trying to do too many things. Less is more. So to recap, we're at the end, a clear message, a message that your ideal client understands and connects with. So it's concise and it really speaks into what they're struggling with and what they're looking to achieve. And it's a message that you continue to share over time, clear, concise, consistent. And it, this reminds me, and I'm going to close with this, A couple of weeks ago, I was in a Facebook group, a private community, and someone shared that she had been recognised for an award um, in a particular industry that she had tapped into. uh, And one of her comments was, I can't believe it she said it's 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 an honor but she said i just wanted to make an impact in that industry that really drove me and i commented and i said congratulations and i said this is just so much evidence and confirms that you really are a change maker because as change makers and i this is a special message for you because i know that you too are a change maker you're sharing your message you've got expertise that you've developed over for many of you many many years And you know that if you get in front of your ideal client and if your ideal client hires you, you are able to make an impact in their life, but not just in their life. It's the impact that your ideal client and your client now client who's working with you will continue to make on the people that they relate with and the communities that your ideal client will then go and participate in and and just through the knowledge and expertise that you are helping your client to now develop, which means that, you know, it's like a ripple effect, isn't it? Through you working with your client means that you can then continue to impact the world through the work that your client's now able to do and the people that they impact and they impact and so on and so forth. And it's not just something that you woke up with one day thinking, I'm going to do this. It's something that you were born to do. It's something that you were called to do at every single step, every single challenge, every heartache, every tear that you've cried, every course that you've been involved in, every single experience has led you down the path today to step forward and really speak into that area You are a change maker and you're doing that anyway. So when you get clear on your message, you give yourself permission to show up as you, your authentic, amazing you, then it just works because there's a level of inner confidence that will shine through and that is what your ideal client will resonate. Less is more, give yourself permission and I hope that today's podcast has been Uh, helpful for you. Now, by the way, if you've been listening to this episode and you believe that uh, you want to find out more, go and access that distinguishable masterclass that I mentioned to you, industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash distinguishable message. By the way, all of the things that I spoke about today, are the kind of things that we work on in our masterclasses and in our coaching every single month within the Influence Alliance. If you haven't checked us out, www.theinfluencealliance.com and that is the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to make a much bigger impact in the world with their message to get that distinguishable, uncopyable, irresistible message and also too if you want to launch a podcast and grow a podcast to build that platform that you be Begin a movement. You begin uh, being that change in the world that you want to see through that podcast, through the message and the work that you do. That is what we get up to in the Influence Alliance. Invitation is open for you to join our community. And if you feel like you'd rather work with me privately and want to see what that might look like, and if you're a good fit, com forward slash strategy call is uh, where you can book yourself a spot in my calendar. Anyway, have a fantastic week. If If you enjoyed this show and you haven't already gone and uh, given feedback and a rating over on Apple, we'd love for you to do that, please. And if you've got a colleague that you know could benefit from today's message, could you do me a favor, share it with them so that they can continue to make a much bigger impact in the world with their message too. Bye for now.
1: This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com.